Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. Today, I want to talk with you all about during this series, we've been talking about Refresh. And last week, we focused our message on forgetting or getting over your past. And today, we're going to spend some time, you know, if you're going to refresh and start the new year a different way, you not only have to get past your past, but you have to be spiritually fit. You have to be spiritually fit. Uh, I was looking at the news the other day and the Fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And here's the good news for those who are thinking about choosing that as a career. It's only going to continue to grow. Within the next 10 years, this industry, we're talking about fitness, we're talking about how we eat, all of that stuff is going to continue to grow. More people are becoming physical fitness or fitness coaches or whatever you personal trainers now than they have ever than they ever have been before before all we had was Richard Simmons I was gonna wear his outfit but I didn't think that would be kosher but nonetheless the the fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry I could not find any research to say how much we invest into spiritual fitness there's none out there unless we say well the Bible is still the number one selling book in the world today still the number one selling there's no other book sells more than the bible so that i guess that's the good news but that does not tell us or or uh, how well we're doing spiritually and so today what i want to talk about is that uh is getting spiritually fit our focus is spiritual fitness 25 percent of people abandon their new year's resolution after one week 60% do so within six months. The average person makes the same New Year's resolution 10 separate times without success. You don't have to raise your hand if that's you. You don't have to do that. Here's the part I want to talk about. 95% of those who lose weight on a diet regain it. And a significant percentage gained back more than they originally lost. Even after a heart attack, only one in seven patients makes any lasting changes around eating or exercise. In other words, they had a heart attack. The doctor said, if you do these things, uh, health-related, fitness-related, this won't happen again. And they're saying that the majority of the people post-heart attack go back to unhealthy physical fitness, and health uh, habits, and that's not good. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the physical, but here in this country, physical fitness is what we focus on. And the reason is, many of us, we want to be healthy. I dig that. I, I firmly believe 
for the majority of us, we do want to be healthy. We want to have healthy lifestyles. Where we live here, a lot of our food is processed. Even when it says organic, you have to be careful because there's certain guidelines you have to meet just to get the organic sticker, but that doesn't mean that it's 100% not processed. So you got to be careful of that. The only organic food is what you grow. That's the truth. That's the 100% organic stuff. The stuff you grow right out your backyard is because you know what you put in it, right? That's another conversation. The reason we spend so much, the reason that physical fitness or the fitness industry is such a uh, successful and, and, and prospering industry is because we care more about our physical appearance than we do our inner. We care more about the outer than we do the inner us. We spend so much time, we, we invest in millions of dollars in club and gym memberships and, and, and P90X and Infinity and Zumba and hip-hop abs and stop me when y'all won't. So much into these things, but how much financially, how much with our time are we investing into spiritually being fit? This, this, fit, this physical fitness thing has, has even taken over social media. As I was doing my research for this message, I uh, saw this new craze, this new trend that's happening on Instagram. They call it fitspo or fitspiration. And so what, 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 what that is, 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 you know, Instagram, if, you, if you're on Instagram, it's just basically instead of tweeting what I'm doing, just look at my picture and you can see what I'm doing. And so what fitspo is, fitspo or fitspiration is, is where you take a picture of your abs, your biceps, your chest, or your derriere, and you post it. And, and, and now that they got Instagram with video, you post how you, how you get the derriere, the biceps, the chest, and, and the legs. So you see people doing squats. There's one young lady, 20 years old, 20 years old, 1.4 million followers, all because she posts pictures of her abs and her derriere. Now, when you take a picture of your a selfie, y'all know what a selfie is, you take a picture of yourself, but when you take a selfie of you and your backside, they call that a belfie. I don't know if y'all knew that. That's what, I'm not joking. I, I can't make this up. Google belfie and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because your focus is, look at me, look at my booty. Look at me, look at my booty. She has more followers than J-Lo, the one who they say insured her booty. This 20-year-old girl taking pictures of her abs, her chest, her, 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 not her biceps, and her booty, and then she shows you the squats. You know, she, she like, got the squats. She's showing you the workout routine, what she's doing, all of this stuff. That is the trend right now. Now, don't go get an Instagram just to go look at that. Just don't do that because some of that stuff is kind of crazy. But that's what physical fitness has done. Look at me. Look at you. Not everybody can be that way. I saw a big debate with the mom, the mom who had the kids, and she's debating with, you know, we're, we're real moms right here. We got marks, you know, and, and we, we still have a little baby weight. But then you got this other mom saying, there's no excuse. You can work out with the baby. Just lift the baby and do your workout with the baby. You know, but what, you know, what happens if you get to a point where your arms get low and the baby, bloop? I think that's just a safety hazard, all in the name of looking good physically. My question to each of them, all of them, the 20-year-old doing belfies, the, the sister that takes her baby and does crunches and all that, 
What does your spiritual fitness meter look like? How, how strong are you internally? As a matter of fact, you may look good on the outside, but the minute hell and high water come your way, can you handle it because you're spiritually fit? I would lean more on the sign of probably not. And if so, then she's paying somebody good money to help her feel good on the inside. It's crazy about what's going on. Let's go to some scripture, then I'm going to pray. Our theme, our scripture for this entire message today comes from 1 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. Now, I'm going to share with you all the message version because it gets right to the point. It gets up in your face like if you were in football when the coach will grab your face mask and tell you instructions. This scripture is the, is the coach grabbing your face mask, giving you instructions, telling you right in your face. This is what he's saying. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please, exclamation point. Workouts in the gymnasium for are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. Check this out. You can count on this. Take it to heart. Take it to heart. You can count on this. The stronger you are internally, the longer your life expectancy. I don't care how well you eat. I don't care if you go to the gym every day, two hours uh, in the morning, two hours for lunch, and then have a bite-sized workout for dinner. It's not going to extend your life the way being spiritually fit is. See, stress will kill you. How many of you ever heard that before? Oh, stress will kill you, and it will kill you. It's the leading cause of cancer. Unless you smoke, but just these other things, it helps with that. If you are sick, get stressed out and see how fast you, be, you begin to dwindle. Stress will take you out faster than you can say boo. Here is a spiritual fitness regimen I want to share with you all, and, and you can certainly share it with your friends, and I hope you would, but let me pray really fast. God, thank you so much. Thank you for being the number one trainer in the world. You are the best trainer there ever was and ever will be. God, I thank you for being my personal spiritual coach, God. Today, as I share this word that you have prepared about the importance of just eating upon your word a little bit more every day, how much that can extend our life here on earth. God, I pray that these words are authentic. I pray that I represent you like never before. I pray that these words bypass the ears and rest on the hearts and souls of the people in attendance today. Oh, God, I ask these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's a spiritual fitness regimen. If you're taking notes, it should be there that I would love for you to follow. It's very similar to what you would follow in a physical fitness regimen. The very first thing you must do, my brothers and sisters, is be aware of what you consume. Be aware of what you consume. Now, y'all look at me, right? I'm not, I'm not going to front. You know, the best compliment I got this year was from Sam. Thank you, bro. I love you, man. He said, man, you look, you're losing weight, man. You're getting thin, man. I'm like, yeah. But then he insulted me right behind it. That's what big brothers do. But, but you, you're thin, but I, I don't feel no muscle building up. Ain't no, ain't no muscle building up. My brain getting stronger, though, Sam. I've been working on my spiritual, you see. But yeah, I've lost a little weight, but, but my gut, is just, it just won't leave me. I filed for divorce. It won't sign the papers. It's just, it's just sticking with me. I said, gut, you got to go. 
and, and, and working out with Tia. She has us doing these crazy abs. One time she told us we didn't even know. We just were doing them. At the end, we were hurt, mad, you know, just like I ain't your friend no more. And she was like, y'all just did 250 sit-ups. What? We did two. Whoa, whoa, I'm the man. I could do this. But my gut still is there. Can I tell y'all why? I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted. I need help, y'all. I need hands laid on me. My weakness is sugar. Oh, man, don't, don't. I hate when y'all be bringing cookies and pies and, yeah, I'm looking right at you. Bringing all the good stuff. Y'all be bringing all this deliciousness to the house and, and, and just messing me up. I'm addicted to food. So that's why my gut won't go. No matter how hard I work out, no matter how often I hit the Kennesaw Mountain, I just am struggling with food. We have a love-hate relationship. I love to eat it, but I hate how I look when I do. Some of y'all got that same challenge. You must be aware of what you consume. Now, that's not just food. Let's talk spiritually. I want to share this with you, this little nugget. Be cautious of junk moods. No, 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 no junk food, but junk moods. And what are junk moods? Junk moods, let me just tell you what junk moods are. Junk moods are, are, are people and things that cause you to have negative thoughts that always bring you negative energy that always uh uh n- you know always bringing that negative stuff the 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 the, the debbie doubter uh, those people that negative stuff is junk moods uh, another junk mood is uh what you consume on television or in your personal time I'm guilty as charged. I, I can't. I'm addicted to scandal. <laughs> Judge me. It's okay. I, I also like a little bit of reality TV. I, I, I just can't help it sometimes to see how, how these folk act when the camera's in front of them. It's just shameful, but it's so entertaining. It's like watching an accident get ready to happen. You want to turn away, be like, man, oh, my, oh, 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 wow. Woo. You just can't. Help it. I'm addicted to it. Some of y'all are too. Let's be honest. I am not the biggest Beyonce fan, but that drunk love got a dope beat. Come on. Y'all act like y'all. Oh, y'all. Oh, okay. Let me talk to these people over here who that drunk, that drunk love is hot, right? Come on. That beat. What? Save folk on this side. Quiet. Not me. I ain't listening to that. All up on the floor. What? Come on now. That's a bad jam. But if I'm, if I'm consuming just that and not enough of this right here, it's a problem. If I'm consuming too much of that, I can get some spiritual diabetes. If I'm consuming too much of that, I can certainly end up with some spiritual cavities. If I'm consuming too much of that, oh, I'm guaranteed to have a spiritual heart attack and go into some spiritual cardiac arrest. If I'm not consuming enough of this. You know, many of us get so caught up into the stuff we consume. See, it's, it's funny when I have this conversation with people. It's like, you know, you got to just, you know, devote some time to reading the Bible and studying the Word. Get you some devotion time. Oh, man, it's so hard to get up. But I guarantee you, TiVo or DVR, your favorite show. And you make time to watch that show. Am I lying about it? That's why I got maybe a little quiet in here. 
Not only do you make time to DVR it, you DVR because you're like, I'm going to set aside some time where I can sit down with my favorite beverage, adult or non, and, and, and my popcorn or whatever, and, and y'all tell people in a minute, watch this, this is so deep about your devotion to your favorite show. You tell people, oh, on, you go on Facebook, you say, don't call me, don't interrupt, scandal on. Watch, huh? I'm not joking, huh? This is what happens. You set your phone on vibrate, your favorite show is on, you do one of these numbers. Mm-mm, nah, not, not for scandal. But do we do that for our prayer time and our devotion time with God? Huh? Today, I'm going to get up in your business. I'm going to hit you right nose to nose. We're going to be face to face with this one because I'm talking to me too. I'm talking to me too. We need the same energy and, and same commitment we have for our favorite football team, basketball team, or sport. When we run home, it's like, oh, I got to get there. Don't talk to me now, wife. Uh, whatever you're going to cook, I'm going to eat it. I just want to watch the game. Kickoff time. It's the playoffs, baby. My team is in it. Let's not talk. Kids running around. Move out the way. I didn't make you from glass. I can't see. Through. Get on out the way. Move. I'm your daddy and I was not a glass maker. Don't talk. And it's funny when the game on, your wife always have questions during that time. Baby, we drove 30 minutes home. Everything you had to ask me could have happened in the first 10. The game is on. Huh? I got about four players on my, on my, uh, my team here that's playing in this thing. You know, I'm in one of those pools and, 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 and in my fantasy league, and I just need to watch this right now. Can, can it wait to a commercial? Commercial comes. She's not there. Game on. Hey, and what I was saying was, it's like commercial came and went. What you doing here? Catch me at halftime. Halftime comes. Nowhere to be found. Game come back on. Uh, what I was trying to say earlier was, baby, you miss commercials and halftime. But you do that for her show. Oh, Lord. Okay. I'm talking to a few folk in here this morning. Let me give you some scripture to support what I'm saying because I'll go on and on. Listen, let's go back to junk moods. Make a commitment today, y'all, and a, con- and a concentrated effort to reduce the people the places and things that drain your energy, watch this, or entrap you in negative moods. Less violence in what you watch, that's going to be hard for me because I love UFC. I can't miss. I watch reruns all day just to see a fight. Less gossip and complaining in what you hear and less chaos in where you go will help you to stay balanced and connected to your essence. Less complaining and gossip. Meaning, I, I, if I ask who any gossipers, gossipers in here, everybody say, no, not me. But you have those political conversations sometimes, some of us, and you bashing the other political party that you don't agree with, that's sort of like gossip. FYI, if we look up the definition, that's a form of gossip. And what it does is breed negative energy and introduces and invites negative energy into your circle. Stay away from all of that stuff. I love what 1 Corinthians 15 tells us. It tells us this. Watch this so you, so you can be intentional about the company you keep. And we're going to talk about this next week, by the way. It says, bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Y'all know it. 
Certain people you just don't want to, they they can't come over. And sometimes it's not, watch this, it's not that what they talk about all the time, sometimes they just don't know when to go. Sometimes they think they stand alike. Some people come over and don't know when it's time to dismiss. We hung, we kicked it, we laughed, you ate, we chilled. Exit the building. Go to your place. Amen. I'm not talking about none of y'all. Y'all ain't got to be that quiet. It's none of y'all. Y'all all cool. I don't, I don't see half y'all all the time anyway. Watch this. Matthew 4.4. 4. I love what Jesus is saying. He's out in the wilderness. He's being tempted by the devil. And, 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 and the devil's like saying, you know, here he's tempting him this way, tempting that way. Jesus says, but no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. But by every word that comes from the... I got a scripture I want to share with you all. If you have your Bible uh, or, or Bible app or, or anything where you can read some scripture other than what I've already given you, meet me over in Ezekiel, Old Testament. If you don't have it, I'll read it for you. But meet me over in Ezekiel uh, chapter 2 beginning at verse 8, and I'm going to go all the way over to chapter 3, 3. Don't get nervous, Ezekiel. This, this little chapter 2 is real short, so don't, don't, don't trip. Watch this. I love this. I love this. I love this. This is good stuff. Ezekiel 2, verse 8, and then I'm going to continue all the way over to 3 and 3. Watch this. Son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not join them in their rebellion. Open your mouth. <laughs> Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Prophet Ezekiel says, Then I looked up and saw a hand reaching out to me. It held a scroll which he unrolled. And I saw that both sides were covered with funeral songs, words of sorrow, and pronouncements of doom. This is all stuff for his enemy, by the way. This is what he saw. This is the death of his enemy, the people who had him captive, the people who had him had, had, had their foot on his neck. He saw them dead, destroyed. Watch this. The voice said to me, son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll. Then go and give its message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. He said, fill your stomach with this. And when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Y'all know what that taste is? Can I tell you what it is? It's the taste of victory. Isn't winning such a beautiful, fragrant deliciousness inside of your mouth, in your spirit? When you win at something, when you achieve something, when, when, you, when, you, when you're successful at something, doesn't that feeling just totally consume you for a long time? It could be something as simple as winning a game of Monopoly. You feel like you are the one. Nobody is a better Monopoly player than you at that moment. It could be graduating from college. Uh, when everybody said you couldn't do it, when, you're, when your freshman year you had a 2.2 because you just didn't know how to handle college life, and then in the end you graduate with a 4.0. When everybody doesn't it feel good to actually hit the mark? It's a sweet, sweet taste, and and it's a sweet, sweet feeling that happens on the inside. Here's what's even better. 
If we read this word that's in this book, if we consume it and eat on it the same way that, that, that the prophet did here, and the words he were eating were saying that, watch this, your enemies are about to be destroyed. I want you to eat that. Let me tell you what happens in the process of eating. When we eat, it doesn't just stay there. It goes through our body and gets to a point where we digest it and we take the nutrients of whatever that was and that feeds us energy and life again. When you eat on the word and a promise of God, he's saying, I am going to destroy your enemies. The scroll I just gave you has every one of their names listed because they're going to have a funeral because they're destroyed and dead. Your freedom is now going to be granted. Eat that, digest that, take the nutrients of that, go, and don't worry about it anymore. God also said the same thing to us. He promised us a, a life, a prosperous life, a better life. No matter where you are, what you've gone through, no matter what your future looks like according to your carnal mind, we already win. The sweet taste of victory is already in our mouth. Now digest it, take those nutrients, and live. Live. 2014, live. Eat on the word, not on scandal. Eat on the word, not on the negative stuff. Eat on the word, not on your haters. If you can spend 30 minutes to an hour doing jumping jacks and sit-ups and push-ups, spend just 20 minutes eating on this word. There's nothing more delicious and sweet and life-giving than the Word. Amen? That same thing that he told the prophet about destroying his enemies and destroying the person who had his foot on their neck, he said the same thing to us. See, we, we give way too much doggone credit to the devil. Way too much. We're making him popular for no doggone reason. He's a has-been, a was-been, a, a back-in-the-past. He's an old-school fool that don't exist anymore. We've already won. The fight is fixed. It was fixed from the beginning when he saw you and made a plan for your life, a life to prosper you and give you an eternal life. The fight was already fixed. He was defeated at that moment. We give the devil way too much credit. Oh, the devil busy. How's he busy and, he, and he's dead? How's he busy and he's gone? How's, how busy can he be? He's not any busier than my God. He's certainly not as big or bigger than my God. I already know the plans. God said, I know the plans I have for you. Alex, I know the plans I have for you. Elsie, I know the plans I have for you. That is to prosper you, to give you a better life. Now, don't, 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 don't let's not tie prosperity into money. This ain't that kind of church. Huh? This is not this place. We're not going to tie prosperity into money. Prosper you. Prosper you. To, do, to, to, to give you a better life, prosper you, heavenly prosper, prosperity, not financial or earthly prosperity. That's another service. That's another service. We're going we're gonna to finish this here. So first part of your regimen, beware of what you consume. Just like you can't sit around and eat a whole bunch of junk food, you cannot sit around and, and indulge in a whole bunch of junk moods. Amen? Be sure that you invest more in your personal devotion than your personal entertainment. Second thing I want to share with you. Exercise your faith in and love for Christ. Exercise your faith in and your love for Christ. Here's how you exercise your faith in Christ. 
Paul makes it clear as he was preaching to the church in Philippi, actually in a letter to the church in Philippi, he says this, don't worry about anything. I can stop right there. I can stop right there. I can stop right there. We can do the benediction and go home. I can stop right there. Don't worry about anything. He didn't say don't worry about all things. No, he said anything. That's nothing. Nada. I'll continue just for the sake of you getting the understanding. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God in your prayers what you need and thank him for what all, for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ. I've often skipped over this, but I want to I hit you with this. Tell God about what you need. God, whatever it is. Uh, God, I need this promotion. I need to be able to be very articulate for this interview. I need this. I need that. Tell God what you need. Then watch this. And thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Right there, that said a whole lot. God, I need, but thank you for what you've done. In that moment, you experience peace. Why? Because it just well, you just became an eyewitness to the fact that, didn't he do it for you before? Didn't he show up before? Didn't he do this? Remember when you had, you had a similar prayer about three years ago? Wasn't he there? Huh? All of a sudden, you got peace, and you're going in there with great confidence. That right there, that is your instant moment of reflection like he already did it before. Why? He won't stop now. He has a plan for me. He told me that in his word. That's to prosper me. So soon as you say that prayer, you already get your peace. The minute you say, thank you, God, because at the, at, at, right at the end of that thank you is a moment where you, he showed up right when you needed him, when you were blessed beyond what you thought you could be, when you knew you couldn't do it, but he could, so you got on bended knee and said, God, I need you. So thank you. And he blessed you. That is powerful. That's enough for me to eat. We can do the benediction right now. That's good. Let me share something else with you. I love Matthew 6, 25, 27. Watch this. Jesus is telling his disciples because they're hungry. When are we going to eat, man? We've been walking around. We've been preaching to folk. We've been healing folk. Man, I'm hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm hungry. You know, when there's hungry, then there's hungry. Hungry is about five steps from, man, I'm starving. You know, hungry is like, I need it now. I, I'm, I'm, whatever's there, I'm going to eat. So they were hungry after blessing folk and healing folk and doing all these things. When are we going to eat, Jesus? Man, when are we going to eat? We're hungry. We're hungry, man. There's a Mickey D's there. We can hit the dollar menu. Everybody eat good. Jesus is like, listen, listen, check this out. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether we have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Watch this. This is so good how God works. I love, like, nature shows. And so I was watching the nature show the other day with Junior, and, and, and it was uh, about a pride of lions. It was two different prides of lions, and, 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 and they were, you know, going to, you know, they're fighting over territory. And, and so uh, 
there was there were the the season was changing, and all of the the um, what do you call those big ox things, the water buffalo, or whatever, they were migrating to go where the water was going to go because it was drying up over here in this dry land. So they were going to where more water was. Now, by the way, they didn't have a shepherd saying, "Come on, let's go." That was God already telling them what to do. They knew what to do. But there were a bunch of them. So the the, the, the these these water buffalo, or whatever, they got to go through all of this water, and in the water there are crocodiles, and 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 they're going to take them down. So Junior's like, "Oh man, I feel so bad for these." The, and they may not be water buffalo. I'm just drawing a blank what they are. But anyway, whatever they are, uh, Junior's like, oh, I feel bad because they got the crocodiles that's going to eat them. And he said, then the lions are right behind them. They're going to get them. I feel terrible, Daddy. I says, but look, at, look, at, I, says, I feel bad too. But that's life, son. That's, that's life. Let me show you. Let me tell you something. I says, let's look. How many lions are there? There wasn't a lot of them. I says, how many crocodiles do you think are in that little water that they're crossing? Not a lot. I says, but look how many of the water buffalo is. They can stand and lose a few so that we continue to feed feed the environment. See, God makes it such that there is plenty for everybody. He he provides for them. Watch, he's not going to give a shortage of those water buffalo and say, now go through the water and I'm going to send a pack of lions behind you and in the water there's some crocodile. He creates so many of them. And by the way, there were so many, you would think that they laid eggs. It was a whole bunch of these things. When you, I mean, they had an aerial view and you looked down, it just seemed like a big black stream. I'm like, what is that? And that was the water buffalo. And then you look at the small pack of about 15 lion and you're like, dang, God, I get it. He made an abundance of them so that we can continue in our environment, so that the environment can continue to replenish itself. And, and Jesus is telling his disciples, do you see these birds out there talking about, hey, man, I'm hungry? You see these birds pecking up? Cracker? Crumb? Any worms? No. Do you see somebody directing them when the, the, the birds that's up in the north and, 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 the, and the season change? Do you see somebody saying, yo, birds, y'all know, y'all know the winter coming. Y'all need to go down south. Hey, y'all ain't get the email or the text. Y- y'all better hurry up. No, they know because they are already planted with the stuff within God. They're connected with their higher power, with their source. We need to have the same connection. Nobody in this room has been starving. I guarantee we've all been hungry and even hungry. But nobody here has ever really faced starvation. Some of us may have gone a day or two or or, or so without food. In college, we all had the ramen noodle diet. Dry in some cases, no, not even warmed up with water, right? We've all experienced some type of hunger, but starvation doesn't happen. Why? Because God takes care of us. God takes care of us. And some of y'all are like, yeah, but what about the people over in the impoverished nations that are poor and that are starving? He took care of you to take care of them. He gave instruction, go to the ends of the earth. Y'all will get that. He took care of you to take care of them. You're in one of the richest nations in the world. Anybody who lives in America that has the audacity to complain, let me slap them. I was telling somebody the other day, my guitar player is talking about how fat my hands are as a musician. I said, well, I'm slapping drums, and I slap wood before I play just to get a better sound. And I was telling him, I was watching something on, on, on YouTube the other day. They have a slapping contest. This is the dumbest thing in the world. You stand there, you know, I see the dude getting all around him. You know, he's getting his posture. 
wow, and he slaps the dude, right? And if he don't get knocked out, then he get a chance to slap him back. I said, man, put me in the game, man. I'll be, be a champion. I've been there. I slap somebody out. You ever seen somebody get slapped out? You know, he knocks my slap him. He's out. I'll be slapping folk out. Really? That's what I want to do every time I hear an American citizen complain about something or anything. Fool, you got access to everything in the world. Just do it. Don't drop no race card. Don't drop no political card. You can do it. Oh, ain't no jobs. Create one, Holmes. People do, people do it all the time. Create one. Ain't no jobs. Please. I've been a day laborer before. I know how to get money. I'm going to get me some money. Long, my father says this, and I love it. He says, long as they making money, I'm going to get me some of it. Long as the government printing dollar bills, oh, Ruben going to get one. That's what my pop says. And I'm like, you know what, Dad? I'm with you. Long as they printing dollar bills, Benjamins, Abes, and all the rest of them, I'm going to get me a couple of them. I'm going to find a way to get one. I'm going to pick some strawberries. I'm a, I've been part of demolition teams, knocking down walls and construction sites, getting my cash the same day. Judge me if you want, but I didn't eat. I didn't go hungry. I ate. Somebody can say amen to that. Let's go. B, love. 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 We got we to gotta, we gotta push through. I'm, I'm getting beside myself here. My wife ain't here today, and I'm just acting up. Pray for her, by the way. She's uh, sick. For those who don't know, she's homesick. She's had some kind of tummy virus, but, uh, you know, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God, giving her a chance to relax. She doesn't do enough of that, so I'm sure when I get home, she'll be her, her lively self again. This is what, what, what the book of John says, John 13, 34 through 35, love. So now Jesus is telling them, he says, now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Can I tell y'all what happened just right before he said this? He did some, one of the most lowly things you could do at that time. He sat them all down while they were bickering and having a conversation and complaining. He grabbed his little towel, walked up to him, put it on his lap, grabbed the little, the little bowl, the basin, began to wash their dirty, cruddy feet. All of them. The most lowly thing you could do at that time, he did. Then he follows it up and says, now, here's a new commandment. Love each other like I love you. Right? Love each other. Who's going to wash my feet? (laughs) No, you don't have to wash my feet. But that love is sacrificial. That love is putting, watch this, putting aside my status. That love is putting aside my own needs. That love is putting aside my own cares. My, that love is me doing something major, sacrificing everything to show you how I want you to do it for the rest of your lives. Love each other like I love you. And I think, and I may be wrong, but this is just what I think. I think he changed it because he saw that there were some days where they probably didn't love each other enough you know, the, the, the original commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. There could be days where I'm feeling bad about myself. So if I'm feeling bad about myself, Kiko, I don't have to love you. I'm feeling bad about myself. So, so, and I think Jesus is like, you know what? Yeah, these guys, let me fix this because they're going to mess this up. And it's far too important of, of a message for them to mess up. So let me fix this and let me do it by demonstration a small demonstration of sacrifice, of sacrificial love. 
Let me wash your cruddy feet, them sandals. Not They didn't have sneakers that covered their feet. They had sandals where they walked through dung and all type of stuff, dirt, mud, everything. And I bet you they, the pedicure, forget about it, never happened. So you know the nails were probably curved over the... Just imagine this. And Jesus gets down and washed their cruddy feet. Sacrificial love. The best pedicure they'll ever receive their life. Ever again, he did that. Make someone's life better simply because you exist. That's your whole purpose. You're here to make someone's life better. Not just your immediate family, not your best friend, someone, anyone, everyone you come into contact with. Make their life better simply because you exist. And it could start with simply a smile, simply a smile, simply a smile. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says this. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Because that's where selfishness comes from, let's be honest. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look only for your own, look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Take an interest into others too. I'm not going to get too deep in that because it's self-explanatory, you know? Self-explanatory. If you, if you go out and buy yourself some socks, why not buy a pack of socks and help a homeless brother? Brandon and I hung out the other night, uh, middle of the night, it seemed like it was, went downtown, took about several hundred pairs of socks, partnered with the organization Love Beyond Walls, and uh, just handed out socks. They raised over 6,000 pairs of socks for homeless people. Ultimately, we love to put them in a the house, right? Ultimately, we love to provide shelter for them. They're not in that position to receive that. But in their current predicament, meet people where they are. That's part of our, 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 our mission here. Reach people where they are, how they are, regardless of who they are. I cannot give you a house, my brother, but what I can do within my limits right now where I'm at, I can definitely get you a meal. I can get you some socks. And why was socks so important to Terrence Lester, the founder of Love Beyond Walls? Because he spent three days as a homeless man with that community to see what really their needs were. And the very first night, he stepped in water. His feet got wet, and a homeless man that he was partnered with, that he was staying with, that he was traveling with, a homeless man took his last pair of socks and says, brother, without socks, you ain't going to survive it out here. It was 30-degree weather. That homeless man gave him his final pair of socks, and it touched the heart of Terrence so much that he decided, I'm going to raise 6,000 pairs of socks and hand them out, drew so much attention. And Brandon and I were part of a crew that went out there and handed out a couple hundred pair. They're doing it again next Saturday, uh, right downtown, 8 o'clock. I'll give you more information if you want it. Just hit me up, email me. Don't talk to me after service today because I, I really <laughs> I won't be prepared. But email me, call me. Y'all all have my number. If you don't, somebody in here does. I guarantee it. Hit me up, and I'll give you more information. Third and final thing, and we're done. Be intentional about rest and recreation. Some people say R&R, rest and relaxation. No, rest and recreation. Relaxation happens in the rest, I believe. But rest and recreation. Let's read some scripture here. Exodus 16, 21 through 23 says this. After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its needs. And as the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much as usual. 
four quarts for each person instead of two. Then all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. And he told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow, the first introduction of, of a complete day of rest to people. Because we all know if we read the Bible that God did it when he created the heavens and the earth. He rested on the seventh day. But he saw, you know what, it's so important for my people to get it because if, if they don't, what's going to happen is they're going to be burning two ends of the candle and burn out. There's a reason why there's been an increase in the number of people committing suicide. And, 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 and you know, I just think, I'm thinking about my grandmama's time. There was no such thing as antidepressants. Huh? They, didn't, they weren't selling no antidepressants in my grandmother's time or your grandmother's time. Why, why is that? You ever wonder that? I'm sure if you took just five seconds, you could figure it out. Sunday morning, everything was shut down back in grandmama's time. Not just Chick-fil-A, <laughs> not just the liquor store. Everything was shut down so that even the people who worked in those places could have a holy day of rest, a day dedicated to the Lord. We here need the same thing on this side of heaven. As we want more, more requires us to spend more, not financially, but of our personal time, and we're worn out. One of the best sermons I think I preached, this is my personal opinion because it just really hit home with me, was about margin. That was powerful to me because we never, ever set aside enough margin in our lives, and we're constantly running and constantly going. And as, as, as things change in your life in terms of positions at work or kids get older and they get involved in sports and they get involved in theater and acting, oh, that's less of your time. And now sports are done on Sundays. It's like, stop it already. Give God his dog on time. And you wonder why we're suffering as a people. Because we've cut Jesus out of the equation. We make room for everything else. We TiVo what's important to us. We schedule everything that's important to us or what we think is important to us. And we've totally edged God out of the picture. Pushed him completely out of our lives. I can't do it because this. I can't do it because of that. I, can't, I wish I could be there on Sunday, but I, I, this is going on. And we need to give devote time. It's biblical. It says it here. It's not, it's not a matter of, 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 of people wanting to see you sitting in their church. It's a matter of you being spiritually fed. It's a matter of your own spiritual health meter being in a healthy position. It's more about you than it is about anything else. It's about what's going to give you the longer life. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Recreation is simply refreshment of one's mind or body after work through activity that amuses or stimulates them through play, whatever it is. Recreation is the time. Rest is for you. Recreation is for you, but that's where also relationships are built. That's where relationship happens, whatever your recreation is. Me, one of my favorite things to do is two that I love recreationally. One is golfing which I don't get to do a lot of because it's not free. Honestly, if it was free, I'd be like, oh, I'm out there every day. And you have to set aside at least four to six hours, depending on how many holes you plan on playing. The other thing I like to do, I love hiking. 
One of the greatest things that happened to me last year was the introduction of going to the Kennesaw Mountain. So when I put my earbuds on and I'm gone, you know, and everybody's go at their own pace. We don't have to walk together. And I hit that mountain, it's me and God. I don't even know what's playing in my ear, but I know I'm, I'm with God. And every once in a while, while I'm going up that thing, he'll show me his grace. He'll show me something, whether it be a deer just running by, that's God. I can't even, I can't even hear it, but I may see it go by. I get up to the top and just see how splendid and beautiful the sun is set, the way he just put the sun out there to just spin. It never falls down. It just stays there. He threw it up there, and it stayed. And how he puts the moon, it stayed. And how he put earth here, stay, and just spin at the same rate of speed. We just float. We never fall. We stay. God did that. And while I'm going up that mountain, I begin to think about that. And some people think I'm stretching, but I'm shouting. I'm praising because that's God. It looked like a stretch, but it's like, no, it's praise, baby. This is praise. This is God. This is God. Anytime that I can get in the face of God, the best place for me is nature. But when we go camping. We're sitting out in the wilderness talking stuff. But in that silent moment, I hear God. While we're quiet asleep, all of nature is worshiping God. And you get to hear the birds chirping. You get to hear the crickets doing their business. And that's worship. And I say, that's God. And it's beautiful. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to help you out. This is not in your notes. I'm going to give you this and let's pray out. Y'all ready? This is good. Y'all appreciate this. I want y'all to commit to this. Commit to this right here. Commit to detaching daily. Detach daily. Withdraw weekly. And abandon annually. Detach daily. Withdraw weekly. Abandon annually. Every day. Everybody shouldn't have access to you. There should be a point in your day. A, 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 a detach daily, withdraw weekly, abandon annually. There should be a point in your day where nobody has access to you, not even your boss, not your children, not your wife. There should be a time in your week where you are totally disconnected and it's all about you and your family or just you. There should be a time annually where you get out of town and nobody knows where you are and it ain't their business. Detach yourself from people that always depend on you. Do that, and I can guarantee a very, very, very healthy life. Don't be more concerned with your public image than your private devotion. Don't be more concerned with your public image than your private devotion. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.